Motown Radio. Uh, I'm Jeff. You're, I'm hosted again this week I'm with Kyle, the wonderful Kyle, the great Kyle, Shut JJ, up. and Peter. <laughs> How's everyone doing today? Fantastic. You know, I would, I'd be doing really good, but Jeff is acting nice to me, even though he was being a super dick to me like five minutes ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. I was. Uh, Red Wings, 2 1 and 1 in the last week. I'm doing well, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, this, is great, this is a great start. I said, I said, "How's everyone doing?" Didn't I? You didn't yeah. let him talk. <laughs> I oh, I'm not even drunk. <laughs> How are you, Peter? I'm doing pretty well. That's great. How are you, Kyle? <laughs> really great. <laughs> The Red Wings are two one and one this week. Uh, how 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 do we feel? Last two games, Dylan Larkin on the fourth line. He got moved around quite a bit though. Uh, the other ga- the other night uh, against Winnipeg, uh, Mantha saw some time in the fourth line. We they kind of just rotated who got punished. Nyquist was down there at one point. How how are we feeling about everything? Um, I mean, they won more games than they've lost more games, so. <laughs> I feel okay, but I'm still not pleased with the way that the lines have been structured because the team has been playing from behind, it seems, quite a bit. So, um, I know that there's a lot of injuries and such, so obviously that has a lot to do with it. But uh, as players start to get healthier, like Athanasiu and um, who would be next? Would it be... Abdulkader, Bertuzzi, I don't know, whatever. Bertuzzi will probably get sent back, but um, well, I'm talking about forwards. I should have, I should have been more specific. Sorry, um, forwards, um, Howard too, I guess. But um, you know, as players get healthier, hopefully things uh, start to like, um, I don't know, like they start to kind of smooth out. But I don't know. I, I feel good because they're obviously winning some games and they have point up. They're running. They're riding a pretty decent point streak. But everything else just like is just they're still a very meh team right now. In my opinion. Yeah, on the scale of like hockey enjoyment, I guess at the very bottom would be like you're losing games and you deserve to lose those games. Uh, and then there's the you're losing the games, but you don't deserve to lose them. And then you're winning the games, but you don't really deserve to win them. And then you're winning the games that you absolutely deserve to win. <clears throat> the Red Wings are closer to the uh, winning undeservedly, but they're not they're not that close. Like I, I, the the win against the Islanders and the Jets like could have been more satisfying, but since we're still coming off of that like what that two nine and one run. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I just don't feel like complaining about picking up points. I I've enjoyed these last two games. I know that I could have enjoyed them more had they been uh, multi-goal victories that didn't end up having to go to overtime or a shootout, or if they'd been able to keep leads. Um, but fuck it, I'm 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 having fun right now. Yeah, and if they would have lost that game in Winnipeg, I would have been so fucking angry. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'm not. So, 
Yeah, I, mean, I think um, you know, I, I think especially the the Winnipeg game in that first period, um, you know, you know, Winnipeg scores three goals, you know, uh, on really, you know, poor defense or you know, kind of like a defensive breakdown. Um, yeah. And it seems to me like for most of the year we've been we've been playing like that you know like like there's been some games where we played pretty solid defensively haven't had that but like i mean for example if you take the islander game um the islanders had i don't know five six seven chances like winnipeg had they just didn't score you know so i think a lot of the season we've been kind of having those breakdowns and we've been getting lucky you know for the most part and then the winnipeg game was kind of the like the first period anyway was kind of like it shows, you know, what could be happening. You know, I mean, like, you know, uh, uh, Pittsburgh, you know, the first two periods, I mean, they didn't really play like they're capable of playing. Um, and then they, they kind of turned it on in the third period. Um, you know, so, I mean, like, for me, that's been kind of like a, 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 a disappointment that we're still making the same mistakes that we made earlier. Um, mm-hmm. And then I think, you know, other than what you guys said, you know, I, I echo a lot of what you guys said. Um, I think for me, like the the disappointment, you know, you guys talked about the positive stuff. And I mean, I am positive about that stuff, too. Um, but I think for me, like probably the biggest disappointment recently was, you know, we had a guy like Nosek up and, you know, we didn't get to see him play at all. You know, and then, you know, we have a fourth line that's like a detention line, you know, so you have three scoring lines and a punishment line. You know, and, you know, you know, I, I would have rather seen no sick play, you know, just throw him, you know, see what he can do. I mean, it's not like we're going to win the cup this year. Let's see what we got in him, you know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's saying we're not going to win the cup. That's, you know, <laughs> there's this is a long season, asshole. So let's just chill out. Over, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I I think I like it when they turn it on in the third period because it turns me on. But. I, it, you know, I wish they would just be good for like a full solid 60 minutes because I don't think they've had a game where they've done that yet this season. And if they do, I, I don't remember it. So I don't know. JJ, well, what about you? I want to hear you say something. I know you already said something. I want you to say something else. <laughs> something else. Uh, process wise, though, I mean, there is more to be happy about. They're still like. Peter just said the the concept that we have a detention line is ridiculous, but yeah. especially they called him Noshek. Might as well play the guy. Uh, he actually he played in Grand Rapids tonight and scored two goals in their six to five overtime win. Uh, and an assist. Goals. Oh yeah, uh, Hicketts also scored two goals in that game. But <clears throat> like, what? I don't get why Drew Miller and Steve Ott have to be in every game. I get like. You're not going to scratch them to teach them a lesson, but just scratch them to replace them with better players. Uh, we had no checkup. Use the guy. We're about to get healthy, and right now we're not confident that if Athanasiu comes back to play on Friday, that it's not going to be somebody else like Riley Shan sitting. And I'm I'm not even against Riley Shan sitting, except for if both Drew Miller and Steve Ott are in a lineup. But like. Tatar, Manta, and Zetterberg has been an incredibly fun to watch line. Um, Vanek is amazing. Like we're we're drawing comparisons to a uh, Tahosa with him. Like he looks just really, really good. Uh, very smart with the puck. Um, you know, it'd, it'd be nice if he were a speedster, but that's like that's my only complaint about him. Um, 
that and apparently he couldn't make turn Riley Shane into a scorer either. <laughs> uh, Dylan Larkin looked like he took the lesson because it wasn't just that one game. He was on the fourth line. He played on the fourth line against the Islanders too. Um, and he very clearly, it, it didn't make sense that he was there in the first place, but he very clearly worked his way off of it too. So uh, good for him. I, I don't understand the lesson. I don't understand the reasoning behind it. I know that we had originally thought that maybe it was a case that he'd been getting banged around a lot recently, so they wanted to kind of uh, protect him a little bit by limiting his minutes. Um, I don't know. Maybe he started feeling way better in, in the Winnipeg game, and, and that's what, what got him off that line. But uh, there are a lot of process things that are going good. The, uh, you know, the the mistakes bit them against the Jets, but you know, a lot of teams do make mistakes, and the the really good teams make fewer of those, and the really bad teams make more of them. And the the Red Wings uh, don't make as many as other teams, but make more than they ought to, and that's that's going to bite them. Like I, there's there's really no such thing as a a perfect game, but it feels like they're at least playing to the ability to try to put some of those together more consistently and the inconsistencies we're seeing are from like kids that we expect to actually get better and to stop making some of those mistakes like um you know manta allowed that that breakaway in overtime in winnipeg and it was like well some shit happens i mean sprawl got benched he he'd allowed a, a pretty bad breakaway that ended the game against who was that uh, it was before the Pittsburgh oh. game. Uh, the Panthers, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And then he he eventually ended up getting benched, but it's one of those, like, if the kids are making the mistakes that cost us the game, great. If it's Drew Miller fucking up and costing us the game, that's a terrible thing to have happen. Yeah, I think I was, I, I when after that Sproul mess up, I said in our chat, well, I'd rather that would have that have been Sproul than DeKaiser, because I don't want to watch the Kaiser make mistakes, even though he does every game. But every, but lots of players make mistakes every game. But I would rather it be a young kid um, who is learning and needs to mess up a bunch than a uh, uh, veteran who's just in over his head and just is playing like a pain in the ass. Yeah. A bad pain in the ass. Not the good kind. <laughs> <laughs> like a uh, spank or what? No, no, like, I, like, oh, this guy's being a pain in the ass to the other team. That's badass. Okay. Oh yeah. Got, I like go, a okay. lovable scamp. Yeah. Mm. Like, oh yeah, he's being a real pain in the ass to the other team. That rules. Okay. Jesus. <laughs> On defense, we saw Lashoff come. Lashoff come up. He played two games. We mentioned Sproul has uh, sat out. Have you been happy with what you've seen on the blue line? I know we talked a bit there with the forwards just now. Do you expect Sproul to be back on Friday? Uh, are you baffled the fact that Lashoff came up and he actually played and Cromwell also played both games? Because <laughs> we were talking last week that we expected Cromwell to sit on the back-to-back. He didn't. So just where, where are you guys at with the state of the defense right now? I think the defense still sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for like for like for me, the thing with the the Cronwall thing is, um, you know, we were talking about when you know when they first brought up Lashoff, you know, 
the the seeming plan was, you know, Cronwell was, you know, probably going to play both games. So you bring up somebody, you know, it's not a big deal. Um, obviously, like if for, for me, if they were intending to to possibly play him, I wish they had brought up somebody somebody else. Um, you know, but uh, oh man, I totally forgot what I was going to say. Jesus. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. With, no, with Cronwall, um, it kind of goes back to what Blashill said oh, a while ago. I think it was a couple of weeks ago. You know, with with both Cronwall and Zetterberg, that oppo- you know, as opposed to managing their minutes in the game, they're going to be managing their minutes in terms of like sitting them out in practice. Um, and I mean, like with with Cronwall, I kind of I have the feeling that. It, you know, I mean, you know, if you watch him, he, I mean, he's clearly, you know, has lost at least a step or two. Um, you know, he can still make, you know, some of the, you know, kind of those veteran plays. You know, we see Zetterberg do it. You know, Zetterberg's obviously, you know, slower than he used to be, but, you know, he makes up for it with his, you know, veteran savvy, if you want to call it. You know, but, I mean, Cronwell, like, he seems to be on a pretty precipitous decline. Um, and I think, you know, if they're not careful, I mean, you know, he could really. Uh, you know, they could kind of really blow, you know, what he has in the tank before the season's over. And, you know, to have him play both those games in the back and the back when you could have just called up, you know, a young defenseman that we want to see. I mean, that would have made so much sense. You know, so stuff like that's frustrating when it seems like there's a pretty obvious solution to a potential issue. But instead, we bring up Lashoff and Cronwall still plays, you know, stuff like that's frustrating. Yeah, that Lashoff playing didn't make any sense to me. Like it. It would make sense, like okay, well he'll he'll be back up in case Cronwell can't go back to back. I don't mind Cronwell playing the back to back, whatever, as long as they they tell him that because the next week coming up is going to be a little bit uh, softer on the schedule. Um, but yeah, if he plays, it'll be a mistake. And then he played, and then he played again. Um, if they were going to call a guy up, it should have been Robbie Russo. He's got an actual uh, potential NHL future. Uh, he may not be as solid as veteran Brian Lashoff. Um, he might even make more mistakes, but like we've already said, if a kid is going to make mistakes that cost the referee's games right now, I'm not that broken up about it if he's going to learn from it. Uh, I, I really like Brian Lashoff as a Griffin since, uh, the Red Wings came to the conclusion that basically he wasn't going to be able to, to cut it at the NHL level. They gave him a, a more than decent shot to see if he could. And he just, good at the AHL level, just can't hack it for for long periods at the NHL level. They, they did exactly what they should have with him, so I don't get why they called him up. Like It would have made sense to call him up and to have him not play, just total emergency backup, but that's not what ended up happening, so it was... It was dumb. The the rest of the defense, um, Woolet has gone from, like, not really moving the needle to, okay, now I'm starting to, now I'm starting to see, like, him being quietly really effective. Like, it wasn't just the, um, that shot pass to Vanek that, uh, that scored the goal against Winnipeg, but he is making more good outlet passes. He's carrying the puck better. Willett still struggles with when it's him chasing back. He's got his back turned to a to a four checker and they're both going after a loose puck. He is not very good about winning those battles, but eh, shit happens. Neither is Marchenko really. So that's gotta that's gotta happen. But he's a confident and good puck handler. So I, I like that. Um I think the decision to bench sproll was defensible through one game but not through two um he's a he's a kid who's still learning 
Uh, DeKaiser is, yeah, he's he's making mistakes. He's still taking on tough assignments. He's still in over his head. Um, basically, no offense. It's it's weird. He has so many points because he has basically no offensive instincts. Um, and he's the the recent Red Wings defenseman to score an overtime winning goal. Uh, <laughs> but, the, the the saddest thing right now is that if Mike Green were on a better team, he would be getting Norris consideration. Yeah, for sure. And I don't even think that Kaiser has that many points, honestly. Not a ton, but compared to, I think he's second on the team in scoring right now for defense. He's well, got more than Brendan Smith. Oh, well, that's not difficult to do. Does, who has more points, Brendan Smith or Riley Shane? Riley Shane. I gotta look that up. Yeah. Well, not that's, by much. Yeah, well, he's still more. Smith has more goals. Uh huh. True. But so does Drew Miller. Oh, there you go. Uh, yeah, Dekaiser has six points. He's second on the team. And that's um, not that good. In like, front of a whole bunch of people. You'd expect him to score much. more with the amount of minutes he gets. You'd expect more out of him, but that's just what he is. He's a he's a average to mediocre or mediocre to average defenseman, really, in his, in the role that they're giving him. Yeah, he doesn't seem to like when he ha- when he's tasked with keeping the puck in at the at the line. He tends to dump it back in way more quickly than is necessary. It's always like the the absolute safest play positive possible that he plays, um, which doesn't tend to work out very much. He doesn't unless it's three on three. He doesn't really jump up in the zone very often. Um, mm-hmm. I'm okay with him not necessarily like leading and joining the rush and even getting in there on those occasional four checking forays that the the Red Wings defense, well, not just the Red Wings, that defensemen in general do, because mm-hmm. um, he's not very good at that either. But I mean, he is what he is. He's the the, the solid, unspectacular stay at home guy with with Mike Green. So let's cool there. Real quick. Does- Go ahead. No, go ahead, Kyle. No, no, because I, 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 I'd have to fact check, so let just go ahead. I, Bruins lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, just real quick, Athan, I see you possibly coming back Friday. You see him just slotting in on the third line next to Nielsen. And, I mean, in, in our world, we wouldn't have Glenn Denning on that third line, but it's probably you would think AA, Nielsen, and Glenn Denning on the third line. Mm-hmm. Shea moves down if unless he's scratched. Yeah, I think so. That sounds about right. Uh, I mean, there's a good chance that they might even restructure and put Nielsen on the second line and and and, and look for uh, you know uh, maybe uh, um, uh, Larkin to uh, to do the third line duty with uh, um, you and someone else. Who knows? They might just look for an all-out, complete different structure. I just hope they don't break up those top two lines. I mean, obviously, you don't want to break up the Zetterberg line. Uh, right. Speaking I say let's which, go wild and give – just put A.A. Larkin and Mantha on a line together. I don't think, <laughs> oh. you, could aff- I don't think you could afford to break up that top line, though. That's Atari, Zetterberg, and Nyquist. And then Vanek with Nielsen and I don't care. You're <laughs> Yeah. You guys I just want to talk- see it just for like one game. You guys want to talk a little Zetterberg? I mean, Mantha's kind of rejuvenated him since he's been up. I mean, he's he's what you guys made him player of the game the other night, and he's just he seems to be what four goals in his last five games or something like that, uh, just playing at a, a different level than we've seen recently from him. Yeah, um, 
That's the thing with Zetterberg, right? It's, I feel like he does this every season, and it could be at a different time. Like, uh, some most seasons, what he'll do is he'll start off really, really well, and, and he'll just be playing, like, his ass off. And, uh, you know, the next he'll be, you know, on a cold streak. And uh, this season, it looks like he kind of started off a little slow, and now he is playing like a – like, he, honest to God, looks like a um, – he looks like a Selkie player to me right now. Like he looks like a Selkie candidate the way he's playing. Um, and uh, I, I mean, obviously he's not going to win Selkie, but hey, that's what he looks like to me. So, I mean, I don't know. He, uh, he, he, he looks damn good. I don't know if that, I doubt that's going to hold up because he is an old man and he does have a bad back. But um, I think Mantha, Mantha's exceptional play has been a true lightning rod to his ability um and tatar the same way i mean tatar's looked really good too so um i think they are perfect complementary players to one another and um that's why i don't really want to break that lineup yet i think peter yeah, I mean, I think it's, uh, you know, I think Mantha's definitely had a good effect on him. I mean, it's kind of like uh, earlier in the season when, um, you know, Athanasiu finally got, you know, finally got into the lineup. You know, you'd have him, you'd have Larkin, you know, young guys who go out and do something, you know, electrifying. You know, they go out and they, like, uh, I think Athanasiu made a move. I think it was this year, um, really similar to the the one that Mantha tried uh, before, I think, in the Islander game where he's, you know, he's cutting down and he, you know, cuts back but then puts the puck between the defender's legs, goes around the other side to get it. Um, you know, you know, moves, like, you know, stuff like that. I mean, that just, you know, uh, you know, the, you know, makes your teammates, uh, you know, get excited, you know, go out there and, you know, kind of raise their level, too. Um, and I mean, it, you know, it sounds kind of simplistic, but I do think that that, you know, Mantha is is a pretty big part of why Zetterberg's, you know, playing at such a high level right now. I mean, I don't think that's the only reason. I think, you know, obviously Zetterberg's, you know, like I said before, you know, he has these, you know, these great veteran instincts. Like there's so many times where, um, you know, the other team has the puck and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden you see number four, you look swoop in, lift the stick and then go the other way. You know, he, he he's just really good at those, you know, wily veteran plays. And, and I think that's part of it too, you know, kind of taking maybe that, uh, you know, a little bit of rejuvenation from having Mantha there and then combining it with, you know, obviously the tremendous ability he has and the, you know, the stuff he's, uh, you know, the veteran stuff he's kind of learned throughout his career. And I mean, I think you put all that together. Um, and I think that's, you know, that's what's going on with him right now. Yeah, I think what you get on that line is a combination of three forwards who are all good in specific areas that helps. Because, um, like, Tatar is not fast he's like you see him get caught up on a lot um manta is surprisingly quick but he's not like a, a speedster and zetterberg still lacks the step that he used to have so it's not really a fast line but they move the puck really well and i think that's because uh tatar is really good uh between the tops of the circles in the offensive and defensive zone like he's really good at moving the puck through the neutral zone kind of getting back and uh breaking up transition before it can start and also uh, disrupting at the at his own blue line. I think that Henrik Zetterberg is really good in his own zone below the top of the circles and in the offensive zone uh, deep behind the net and I think Mantha is really good at the offensive circles so that's basically the entire ice that those three each specialize in and they do their specialties very 
very well. Uh, like Manta doesn't lose board battles a lot. He's really good at reaching in with the puck. Um, you can tell he's he's learning how to use his size that he's at, that he's added on to. Um, that's buying Zetterberg that little bit of extra time to get around and, and do his little swoops around the net and, and kind of do his little puck handling and, and really good passing. And Tatar is, is doing a lot to get them into the offensive zone where they can kind of do that magic. So, yeah, I, I really like the way they're working. I don't want to take credit away from Zetterberg and just say that he's basically being, you know, it's he's got the crutch of, of having two really good players with him because um, I think that it's his his presence and the skill set that he brings that is, you know, that's that's the rug that really ties the room together. <laughs> what? You've never, never seen mind. Lebowski? Never mind. Never. Oh, the rug that ties the room together. Okay. <laughs> I didn't really understand what you said at first. <laughs> I, I have seen that movie. <laughs> I have also seen that movie. Uh, any other Red Wings things you want to touch on before we jump to Around the League? Um, I think that, let's see, there are, there is something else I want to talk about, um, but it kind of fails me. Um, the, uh, uh no, I know what it is. The, uh, the, I think the penalty kill has been pretty good too for what it, what, for what it is. Um, I didn't see the, uh, Islanders game, um, because I was sleeping, but, uh, I don't know what happened in that game in terms of that, but uh, from the games that I've watched, it's been pretty uh, pretty effective. Um, so I, I want to say that that's been a strong point for the team. Um, obviously, you don't want to hang your hat on that because um, that means you're always on the penalty kill and it means you're taking penalties. But um, I do think that they've done a really good job in that regard. And uh, you know, obviously, I want to give. I don't want to poo-poo on the team all the time so i think they've done a good job with that and uh you know that's that you know i guess that could have just waited to positivity corner i don't know <laughs> i mean we uh, can yeah, just do positivity corner now <laughs> yeah sure you're the host you want to do a positivity yeah. corner now yeah all right Mi- well mix it up a little well there you go that's my positivity corner fuck off <laughs> peter what are you positive about um Let's see. I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to think of one that's not too obvious. Um, oh uh, yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm positive. I know you only played one game, but um, you know, I, I liked overall what I saw from Coro while he played. Um, I think the second and th- the first and fourth goal, he was completely, he had absolutely no chance. The second and third goal, they both, if I remember correctly, they both went in the same spot. They both went like under his arm, you know, and he's obviously got to get better at closing that off. But on those mm-hmm. goals, I mean, he left that open, but his positioning was good. You know, he, um, you know, throughout the game, he was challenging, he was challenging the shooters. He was coming out. He seemed like he was in good position at least the vast majority of the time. Um, I don't remember too many times I was like, you know, he, you know, he needed to be in a better position for that shot or that chance. Um, he, uh, he, you know, he seemed to be moving well. Um, you know, I mean, I thought it was definitely a, like a, a positive, you know, a positive experience for him. Uh, it was nice to see, you know, him come out and, you know, I mean, uh, you know, I, I don't know if I'm him, I, I, I get some, you know, some good positive feelings about that. Um, you know, so I think that that was pretty cool. Um, and then uh, I wasn't on last week, so I didn't get to say this. So uh, the week before, you know, I got to go see the devil, uh, the the Devils game. Got to see Jeff and his father-in-law, and that was that was a lot of fun. That was that was a really good time. And you you uh, you got to meet Franz Nielsen's father-in-law. 
Yeah, uh, we sat next to, let's see, it was Franz Nielsen. Okay, it was his wife's grandfather. And then the the other guy there was like, I'm guessing was like maybe her father or his father or something like that. Uh, they were there. At least one of them was from Sweden. His English wasn't the greatest. Uh, so it was, you know, kind of hard to to get the full story. But uh, it, it was pretty cool. It was a lot of fun. And then I also saw a small child had to be three or four <laughs> years old with a like an authentic. I'm talking like top of the line Vanek jersey. So I have a feeling Vanek's family may have been there, too. <laughs> Why would a three or four year old have a Vanek jersey? So that's all. <laughs> Do you have any other any other positive comments, Peter? Uh, no, I'm good. JJ, that means it's your turn. Um, I want to share. If you guys didn't read the uh, Players Tribune article from John Scott today, yeah, that's a good one. Um, go read yeah. that. Go go look it up. It was uh, it was really fantastic. I. I I feel bad because, like, during the like when he went after Phil Kessel like a long time ago, and Kessel kind of like ran away while slashing at his ankles, <laughs> and it was a, a funny thing, you know. I I had written some pretty nasty things about John Scott's value as a as a hockey player, which honestly I'm not entirely taking back. But um, John Scott, ever since that whole All Star thing, has like really, really grown on me. Um, Yes, mm-hmm. JJ. Did we lose JJ? John Scott must have taken him out. I read it. Hello. Yeah. Hi, JJ. Hey. You died. Ah. You said John Scott's really grown on you, and then, then you went kind of quiet. <laughs> I think Gary Bettman okay. took him out. <laughs> uh, honestly, I don't think that I I said anything that really added much to that point. John Scott has really grown <laughs> on me. I think, I think he's really. I think he's a good guy and a good father, and I'm I'm happy that. He exists. Oh, short and sweet. Well said. I like you guys too. Oh. Yeah, you guys are alright. I like you guys. <laughs> cool. I'm happy and positive and joyful that I got all my Christmas shopping done. So woo. Wow. All right. I haven't even started. Mm. Yeah, I really only had to buy for my wife and that was it. My so. wife. <laughs> Anybody want to know what he got her? I'll tell her. Don't you can't. She. What if she randomly listens to this one? Good then point. she'll know that you bought her a car. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a really ooh, good ooh. car. An American. Congratulations, car. Jillian. <laughs> you, you get the uh, big red bow on it. It's a Jeep Wrangler, so I can drive it. Nice. Uh, you can't uh, drive anything but a Jeep Wrangler. Jeeps are for assholes. <laughs> oh, I had really a Jeep. Is it. It really is true. Well, I'm an asshole, so it works. Uh, around the league? Yeah, the the uh, the good old NHL. Um, JJ, I'm going to toss this one to you. I mean, not the topic, but the Golden Knights. Uh, they, <laughs> right before we started recording this, uh, oh, they, they failed to get, what, copyright approved or something? Or what? what's the... Yeah, basically you, the U.S. Patent office. That's it. Yeah. Uh, a letter got out that they had released that uh, the Vegas Golden Knights copyright application uh, had been rejected on a, a few different grounds, but the main thing was that the College of Saint Rose, uh, some podunk upstate New York um, college, also goes by the Golden Knights. And I'm sorry if if any of you are are Saint Rose alums. I I'm sorry for calling your college rinky-dink, but I'd never heard of them before I read that letter. Uh, and essentially, 
it's basically um, that both of them use the term Golden Knights as the the big piece that that it's way too similar um, just on the wording because the logo isn't exactly the same. Like they've got a a knight with a, a plume on his forehead on, on his helmet, and it's not like the the more Roman knight design that the Vegas team has. Um, that Vegas doesn't make it different enough because that's basically just makes it like, okay, that's where you guys are from. Um, and that you can't say that it's different enough because uh, a different enough product because professional ice hockey and college athletics are extraordinarily similar. And you can assume that the St. Rose College Golden Knights also have a hockey team, so it fails in that regard too. And they also wrote that essentially that the Vegas Golden Knights have to put a disclaimer that says that they don't that they actually don't claim the term they they have no claim to the term Vegas because obviously Las Vegas is a place that everybody recognizes what that means. So just the fact that they they put out the announcement, they started selling gear. Like you expect them to have taken care of that before it got out. That like it is, yeah, it is very, yeah. very, very amateur. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, they're they're going to end up paying off the College of Saint Rose. Like, listen, yeah. just just Dude, let shut us the hell up, please. Let us have this. Here's some money, whatever. But that is shit that just should have all been taken care of, especially since this is an organization that named themselves the Golden Knights specifically because they couldn't call themselves the Knights because they had already fought with the problem of the London Knights saying absolutely not, this isn't happening. So, right. You figured Somebody would have like I don't know checked to see if there were golden knights anywhere yeah. else. Yeah, I mean it, it would have taken a really long time. Let's see, Google hmm, golden knights. Yeah, we got a problem here. I mean, because if you look at yeah, I mean like if you look at the uh, you know the 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 college logo, I mean you know you can see you can see what they're saying. Um, you know, I mean it's not like exactly the same thing, but it's it's close enough that you would have thought that they would have figured this out. <laughs> Oh, man. They're just going to change the name to the Vegas Golden Nighthawks. Call it a day. <laughs> they might do it. Yeah, sure. It's probably that's actually probably better than the Knights Golden Knights. So, um, anything else around the league you guys want to hit on? I don't know. Like this. Like honestly, this is a really boring year for me. Like outside of the Red Wings and, like, watching, like, Connor McDavid and, like, the rookie class. Like, even just, like, I think Patrick Laine is the one, like, rookie that I really go out of the way to watch now um, because Austin Matthews is, I think, was just just a little bit of sizzle, no stake. And, and, I mean, not saying that he's a bad player by any means, but he definitely wasn't the player that we saw the first game, the four-goal game. I mean, he's still very good. And like Marner will probably end up being uh, ahead in points and, and all that. But um, And plus, I don't really want to watch the Leafs every night because I just don't really like slow torture. So um, I, I I think that this, this season... I don't know. I'm just. It's really boring. I'm. N- I have never been so uh, uninterested in watching other hockey games aside from the Red Wings. Because usually every night I'm watching hockey games. This year, not so much. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I think the, you know, the biggest story the last few days has been, you know, the whole concussion thing, uh, you know, with McDavid getting taken out of the game yeah. uh, and, you know, getting upset about that. Or, I mean, I'm not saying like, you know, I, I like I read what he said. I didn't see it. So, I mean, I don't know, you know, I mean, I don't think he was like furious or anything. Um, you know, obviously, you know, Lauren on our site wrote a really great article about it. Um you know, you know, you know, taking the issue from, you know, not just, uh, you know, not just hockey in terms of like, you know, on ice, but like the whole culture and, you know, how it can affect people after. And then, I mean, I don't want to say it was ironic because it's not ironic. It's like it's just a coincidence. But then like pretty much the same night that that article goes up, you know, we have the the Taylor Hall hit on, on Larson. Um, I only saw the hit a couple times. I mean, it certainly wasn't one of those ones where, like, you know, he jumps into his head or something like that. It looked like Larson's head was in a bad position. Um, I didn't really see enough to know if it was a good hit or not. Um, but regardless, you know, I mean, Larson hits the ice. I mean, if you if you watch, it's pretty clear to anybody paying attention that he's in trouble right away. Um, I mean, I think obviously when his head hit the ice, that was a big part of it. But I mean, it looks like he might have even been unconscious before his head hit the ice. I mean, you could just see. Um, and, you know, shortly after, then you have the Vancouver player come in to try to go after Hall and he, he, he kicks him in, I and mean, it doesn't really kick him, but he, he kind of makes contact with the head. And then you have three devils come flying in. You know, nobody seems to care that there's a guy just laying on the ice. Um, and, you know, I, it was like I said, it was a sad, really sad coincidence that, you know, basically, <laughs> you know, Lauren kind of got proven right immediately that night. You know, they didn't really seem to be caring, you know, that there's a guy down on the ice that is in obvious trouble, um, you know. So I, yeah. mean, I think that's a that's a pretty big thing. Uh, and I don't know. I mean, like, I was happy to see a lot of people going after Maroon for his comments, you know, because I I think they were way off base and really problematic. Um, and I'm glad that, you know, a lot of people went after him for it. Yeah. I, uh, that's, you put it pretty well. Um, it's a cult. There's a, the NHL's always had a really major culture issue in, uh, in that regard. And, um, it's not going to go anywhere. It's mm. going to stay the same. I mean, the other thing I want to mention just really quick is, um, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens in Montreal now, um, because, you know, before you had Galchenyuk was out, uh, you know, they knew he was going to be out for a while. And then I think it was today we found out that DeHarnay is going to be out and they're both going to be out six to eight weeks. You know, so, yes. I mean, they have no top six centers. Like if you look at their daily faceoff, they have Placanic, you know, they have Shaw, they have Tory Mitchell. You know, I think Byron and Flynn can play center, too. But I mean, that's their fourth line. I mean, they're going to they're they're in a world of trouble. They'll trade for uh, like a middling center, and uh, they have Carey Price, so they'll still be all right. I don't know. Luke Glendening can play center. He works. I think hard. they're in big trouble. Very true. Uh, you know who else can play center? Andreas Athanasiu. So yeah, we'll just trade it to trade him to the Habs for I don't know, Alexi Yemelin or something. <laughs> oh Jesus. Uh, JJ, you got anything? No, I think Bear nailed it. Uh, well, then Lauren nailed it in, in yeah. her article about that whole concept of. Uh, Pat Maroon and the the toxic masculinity of the of the whole situation, it's fucking stupid. You see a guy get knocked out, and you're more worried about your job is to extract revenge while jostling the head of your teammate who is prone on the ice is just is ridiculous. It's laughably stupid. Yeah. 
All right, I guess it's time for uh, everyone's favorite segment, reader questions. So I'll hand it over to our resident mailman, JJ. Hi, how's uh, your... Mailman. Did we lose our mailman? <laughs> Did he get attacked by a dog? Did Butters go after JJ? Okay, can can everybody hear me? Yes. Acadiani6 wants to know if Zetterberg has earned himself a protection spot in the expansion draft. He already had it. Yeah. He never wasn't going to be unprotected yeah. he, wouldn't, he wouldn't get drafted anyways yeah they shouldn't use a spot on him because there's no way he gets taken but they're going to yeah you kind of have to use a spot on captain yeah. i feel like you're gonna leave him exposed you have to take the c off of him first yep and they're not gonna do that oh hell no god it'd be a cold day in hell uh, Spetching expectations. Do you think Vanek will keep up his energy productivity, or do you think we will see a Zetterberg-esque second half drop? Uh, I don't think it'll be an entire second half drop. I mean, he might go cold for a decent stretch and then get hot again, but I don't think it'll be an entire mm-hmm. the final forty games or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't see any reason to think that he's going to drop off, at least not like precipitously. I think I think he's just going to do what Vanek does, and he will not keep up this pace contract here for him. He's got to prove himself to get one more deal next year. Okay. I I think that he will keep up his pace and uh, be really good and earn himself $7 million on the open market. <laughs> uh, let's see. Another expansion draft question. Uh, Kyle said in the last episode that we are going to do like an entire podcast on the expansion draft when we get closer. So I'm just going to skip over this question from WJR. Sorry, WJR. Next Sorry. MD012, uh, because of the tweet where I posted a bunch of Red Wings related uh, Christmas Carol puns, Craw on the Walls, Larkin in a Winter Wonderland, God Yes, You're Mary, Gentle Mantha, you get the point. Yeah. Uh, what is your favorite Christmas Carol? Kyle, uh, I'm just gonna go with uh, 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 silver. Uh, God damn it! What's the name of it? Silver bells. Silver bells. Yeah, sorry, yeah. silver bells. Uh, All right. Peter? I mean, you can you can call me Scrooge. I just I. <sighs> At this point, like Christmas music has been ruined for me just because after Halloween, like you hear Christmas, you know, Christmas music all over the place. So I you don't can know. Change the radio station. Yeah. Well, it's it, rude. Not if you're in a public place and that's all they play. Harp of the bell sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ding, <pressure>. Jeff. Ding. <laughs> 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 I told, I told. It's not a Christmas carol. Like the Trans Siberia Orchestra is awesome. I dig. Uh, Walking they do in Winter Wonderland, them. Jingle Bells. Uh, this this isn't my favorite, but the the what's the it's cold outside song? Like baby, don't go. <laughs> that oh, that's a fucking song. That's a creeper song. Yeah, yeah that song. That song is about fucking when it's cold I out. I was uh, Jill and I oh. went. To go pick up Gordon. I don't want to know. From Thanksgiving. No, we're driving. <laughs> home. It was on the radio. And I'm all like, I just turned to her. I'm like, this song's like about bad things. <laughs> yeah. He's going to yeah. hug her. And like, she's just trying to leave. And he's he won't let her. Have some more alcohol. Come on. I, I, yeah. I dig all Christmas songs. Except for the, uh, uh, the, the manger song. And the drummer board one's kind of stupid. But <laughs> yeah, that song sucks. I don't know. The pa pum pum is fun. <laughs> um, 
I'm, I'm going to have to go. It's it's boring, but, but Jingle Bells. And that's because that's that's Powers. the song that you can just belt out at the top of your lungs. And you've got and the Batman just... Smells version. And if you yeah. want to rock, you got that <laughs> version. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, you're supposed to, like, really yell during Jingle Bells and, like, really get into the, the yelling. I'm yelling a song spirit, and I like that. That's And Carol of the Bells is really good, but I, I do like the Trans-Siberian Orchestra version of, of that. Uh, but that's cheating. I yeah. meant Carol the Bells. I said Silver Bells, but I meant Carol the Bells. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, Silver Bells is very croony. That was some weird. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just harp out of a sweet Silver Bells. I just, that's oh, okay, why. Yeah. Right on. Uh, what are your thoughts on other good and bad broadcasting duos from around the league? Asks FNG. Uh, his opinion, good ones are TSN, like, say, Ottawa, and he also likes San Jose. Uh, does not like Chicago or Pittsburgh. Yeah, he those bad ones were the ones I was thinking of. Pittsburgh, Washington, would be the top of mine. Pittsburgh's easily the worst. Pittsburgh is the worst. Worst second, than Chicago. Yeah. Second uh, worst uh, for me. Second worst is Tampa. I, I think stand those guys. I like Washington. I always like Dallas because Strader was bad. there. Yeah, Strader. Boy, yeah, Washington. Sick. Washington's is bad too. I don't really. Yeah, it's. I like I Jack think, Edwards. I think Jack Washington. I think it's their color guy. Is it their color guy? Like one of them has like the the most annoying voice. I think it's I think it's Washington. Oh, who's uh uh who's the guy in Phoenix or Arizona? I hate. I don't like him if he still works for them. Is the it Tyson? Tyson, the color, Tyson, Tyson Nash, Nash? The color guy there. He's bad. He's I don't bad. like him. So and, I guess uh, they're asking duos, but we just named some singular people. The Devils have. Is it Dave Semenko that does the color guy? Uh, I don't know who does it right now. Doesn't want the super deep voice. Yeah, he sounds like a fucking anvil, anvil who talks. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way to put it. It's really off-putting. <laughs> it's like Drew Romendo went through puberty four more times. <laughs> God damn it. He sounds. He sounds like a. He sounds like if Shrek fucked a refrigerator. <laughs> Uh, um, no, as, as far as the good ones, like I think that the the Kings broadcast crew is is pretty good in in pace and not having uh, a color guy who wants to drive you batty. Most of the the Canadians groups are really good. Um, I have no idea where Brian Engblom is doing it right now, but I miss him because I think he's good. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's see. I'm, I'm trying to think of all the good ones because the bad ones are basically like everybody who isn't Ken and Mick. And I know that Ken and Mick are not popular league wide either. No, no, I would hate Ken and Mick if I. I, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I actually, the more I listen, like as I get older, I dislike Ken Daniels more and more. Yeah, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, a lot of people don't like Jack Edwards. I love yeah, Jack see Edwards. See the comments here. You guys are all wrong. Jack isn't genuinely. I, I'm biased. Yeah. Him, but he's a genuine no, Jack Edwards is good. loves the game and treats fans with respect. Anybody, who, yeah, really. if, anybody who doesn't like Jack Edwards needs to go watch Jack Edwards sing a Christmas carol while there's a fight going on because that is the most <laughs> iconic shit someone has ever done, and it's so unique and so incredible. Um, I just want to applaud whenever I see it or hear it. <laughs> Uh, Dan Borisma has a bunch of questions. Uh, let's start with rank our defensemen. I can't seem to get a handle on 
who is really our best, other than Mike Green on the offensive side, who is our MVP on defense so far? I guess we're sticking with yeah. them, other than Everybody Mike Green. Else. Yeah. I, I said earlier today, I think Mike Green, yeah. the difference between Mike Green and our number two guy is wider than the difference between our number two guy and our number seven guy. Yeah, it's, it's not particularly close, and I know everybody no, doesn't like it. Number two, it's I. I guess for me, I, you you have to go Jonathan I Erickson. <laughs> I mean, you could you could put Erickson there, yes, um, but most people are going to say to Kaiser. And honestly, if we're just speaking about this year, I'm going to say Erickson. Brian Sproul. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, that yeah, it's green and everyone else. They're all just in like a a, a cluster together. Yeah. I posed yeah. this question in our Slack chat, um, our private chat room, where we talk about how much better we are than all of you. <laughs> and Prashanth answered. He said green, and then a bunch of greater than signs, and then Erickson, Woulet, DeKaiser, Sproul, Smith, Marchenko, Cronwall. Uh, and I'm finding it real hard to disagree with that order. Uh, Smith is a little low, but otherwise it's a decent list. Well, Smith what? is not good. You can't move Smith above Sproul, DeKaiser, Willett, Erickson, or Green. I mean, I can. You can't. No, you can't. You are not allowed. I can't. <laughs> You're not the boss of me. I will, I will fire you. I will. I will. <laughs> oh, wait, technically that's right. You are. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. Um... Is the AHL the best minor league for assessing NHL-ready talent level, or are the European leagues better? Uh, probably the AHL because you're dealing with North American-style hockey. Sounds good to me. Yeah. yeah. I don't watch enough European hockey. I don't watch enough yeah, AHL yeah, hockey. Yeah. Yeah, European hockey is so much different. Yeah. I remember it made a... Oh, shit. Who's that guy's name? The Big Nose. We hated him after he left. Bruner. Darien, Darien yeah. Bruner. Oh, Damien Bruner. Fantastic. And now he's, he's an all-star, yeah. Same with Villalano. Yep. Uh, is the new stadium a purpose-built hockey arena or a stadium complex that will serve up hockey games? It's a, well, what? purpose-built hockey arena. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Arena. I mean, they built it. They built it for the hockey. Yeah. I mean, it's I don't know what kind of alteration. Also take basketball games, but it's, but it's still hockey. hockey it's a hockey arena that is going to host basketball games. It's not it's like not it. like Brooklyn, where it's a yeah. basketball arena that hosts. Yeah. Hockey. it's it's not like they're it's not like they're taking Kobo and turning it into a fucking hockey arena. It's yeah, they're building it as you a have nothing arena. to worry about. There will be beautiful yeah. sight lines. I'm yes. I or I don't know something like I don't know Barclays Center. It's not. <laughs> it's not going to be like yeah, that. It will not be like Barclays. There's not going to be a giant SUV in the front row, or even a regular size one. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, the, the final question from Dan is, which of you smells the best? I smell really good right now because I just took a shower. Not during the podcast, but before. And not golden. Yeah. What? Nothing. Uh, um, I'll defer. Uh, sure. Kyle. Kyle wins. Yeah. Thank you. My nose is stuffy. I don't smell very good right now. No. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> West Side Hero. Once everyone is healthy, since our injured players are starting to trickle back in, who stays in ho- and who goes uh, to still be under the cap? Uh, I'm saying this, assuming both AA and Manta should have a spot on the team. I think I Miller agree. gets waived. No, he doesn't. Miller will get waived before Ock gets waived. I mean, it, 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 I would like to think that management 
I will give them the benefit of the doubt until they, it actually happens here that they will get rid of Miller and Op before they send down Mantha and AA based off the way Mantha's playing. If he now if he completely dips and he stops putting up points altogether and has terrible games, okay, then that's a different story. But if he continues to play the way he is now, I think those guys are gone. And then Yurko's probably next. Yeah, you're probably mm-hmm. right. And I think I think Bertuzzi goes back down probably. Oh, well, yeah, that's oh, yeah. Yeah, he, but no, yeah, as soon I think, as he's healthy, he's gone. Yeah. And I think like like you know, Yurko the problem with Yurko is, you know, this this was basically his big moment. You know, this is his big chance to kind of do what Mantha's done and prove that, you know, he he should be here and he hasn't really done that. Well, at some point fine, but... at some point you just kind of accept, all right, Yurko's a third line player at best. Like that's his gonna be his role. And maybe if we get to the point where there is no Miller and there is no Ott and guys are healthy enough and he's playing with decent line mates, then we'll see a little more out of him. But you just gotta kinda expect he's not gonna be a first or second line winger. Yeah, I can live with that. Also someone else is gonna get hurt, so Yes. True. Rhode Island Red 2 asks, which Red Wings are on the naughty list and which ones are on the nice list? Steve Ott's on the naughty list. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Um, let's see. Who else is on the naughty list for me? Uh, Henrik Zetterberg, because he's been such a bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Nah. <laughs> on, the, on, <laughs> on the nice Ooh, yeah. list. Who? Oh, yeah, Shane's yeah, on the Shane, naughty yeah. list for sure. Absolutely. Um on the defense, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if I'll put anybody on the naughty list. They've just been meh. It's like meh. They, you don't get to be on the nice list. Green can be on the nice list. Uh, Ulek can be on the nice list. Um, Where does Blashill really... fall? Which list? Um, he's Santa Claus. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, the other I, question is, what does Santa leave in Blashill stocking? Um, <laughs> An autographed. Luke Glendening hockey card. Uh, hopefully a handwritten, a uh, uh, handwritten depth chart on how it should look. <laughs> uh, a, a lineup, uh, a lineup chart that's immovable. A book about uh, analytics. A picture of Shrek fucking refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say Blashill's foot. Hans <laughs> okay. uh, Lambert wants to know wants so us to know that he wants Pavel to please come back and okay. ask how he's faring and honestly I forgot to look this up because I don't care Yeah. does anybody else know how Pavel Datsuk is doing I bet he's, he's doing, doing really he's well doing, he's doing really well I don't he's know. happy with his new wife yes. he's made a new family um, lost, lost he doesn't miss months. he doesn't miss us at all Nope. Yeah, he's hanging out with Kovalchuk, right? They're best yeah. friends. No, yeah. he apparently did send uh, when Zetterberg passed him for goals for among Red Wings. He did send Zetterberg a text message. No, let's be honest. Dan Milliston probably sent it from Dan. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, I bet he did. Yeah. Oh wow, a text message. Wow. Well, hey, a text message is still more than showing uh, than not showing up to your longtime teammates' <laughs> number retirement. So. And if, I hope that if you don't, I don't know, whatever, I'm not even going di- to dive into that right now. <laughs> you just showed up if you made 
been made the GM by then. <sighs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Chai Wings guy, do you think Blashill is still pushing his stretch pass and join the rush defensive strategy? Sure. Yeah. Uh, rather, what do you see Blashill's coaching strategy being long term? Does it always involve a frustrating blender? I think it's just like you're looking at a team who is under are very underwhelming. So he's trying literally everything he can, and some of those moves are <laughs> kind of dumb. But it, you know, they're kind of. But sometimes you got to make dumb decisions to see if and just see what happens like he's literally throwing shit at the wall and seeing what mm. sticks and i get it like it's it's yeah. fine yeah, i mean i see that happening forever because yeah. like, only the really good teams keep lines together for very long yeah yeah I'm, yeah exactly and i think in, th- in terms of long-term strategy i mean i think you know he you know we've seen what he wants to do you know you've seen he wants the high tempo you know, uh, defense joining on the rush. But the problem is, you know, it's the same thing as last year. The problem is, like, he doesn't have he doesn't have the team to do that. And so he has to, you know, keep kind of trying to make, you know, kind of compromise what he wants to do with the players that he has. Yeah, he doesn't have tenacious defensemen, really. Yeah. This is just a tribute. <laughs> uh, as far as the just the holy shit, that's also true. Yeah, uh, as far as the pushing a stretch pass and join the rush, uh, it's not so much a stretch pass strategy. Uh, they are trying to break out more controlled with uh, with shorter passes that basically keep the uh, the triangles intact. Uh, pushing defensemen in front of forwards were necessary to get them across their own blue line. So, yeah, yes to the join the rush part, but not so much to the stretch pass. And I think we've seen a lot of that in that they're not really going for those home run outlet passes, even though they have had breakaways in each of the last two games that uh, Manta and Tatar haven't finished. Uh, those were kind of freak accidents rather than a, a, a part of Blashell's strategy. Baby Larks wants to know, uh, Secret Santa, pick any three Red Wings and give them one thing for Christmas. Oh. Related or non. Okay. Yeah. I would I would give Smooth. Mike Mike Green a dog that looks like butters. <laughs> Aw. Um, I would give, you could give Tatar, like, the newest techno dance mix from, I don't know. He seems like he would, he listens to that music. Um... <laughs> I'd give Nyquist a pair of Nikes. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay, someone else go. I'm going to keep thinking. That's your I three would, players, so. Yeah, that's three. Well, maybe I want to do three more. I got two. I need one more. I'm trying to think. I would buy... Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so I would buy Anthony Manta a crock pot so he can make uh, endless spicy meatballs. Um, I would buy... Uh, Jeff, no, you know what? I would buy, um, Brendan Smith, um, a, uh, a, a brain. Um, I would buy, uh, and, and you know what else? You know what I do? I would buy Henrik Zetterberg, the nicest, most expensive beard oil you can possibly buy. <laughs> All right. That was uh, I was mean what I said about Brendan Smith. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, 
but I still would. <sighs> okay, this isn't great, but I got um, I would buy Miller or not, I'd get him the same thing, which is a uh, a ticket to Grand Rapids. Um, so and... you buy them one ticket for both of them. <laughs> They yep. have to split it. I, yep. I, I would give them both. Uh, I would pay for them to attend the Danny Cleary Hockey School. <laughs> That's way better than what I got. Just, so, just yeah. the very last semester. That's all they need to learn. <laughs> and yes. then uh, for Not Larkin, I, Larkin, I buy him a year's supply of razors. That goes the whole year. There you go. <laughs> so you buy him like one razor. Yep. Okay. But he has to use it all the time. Um, yeah, I'd buy Jeff Blash off a game of Clue because it's a fun <laughs> game. I would buy <laughs> what? I'd buy Riley <laughs> Shea and a goal because he desperately <laughs> needs one. And I would buy ah oh, shit, I don't know, just an applicator, a dog. He looks like he needs a dog. Mm-hmm. Let's cool. see. Uh, Grand Mofflar can ask questions somebody else asked above, and we've already talked about. Uh, Bird Tire, is it too soon to buy a Manta jersey? In 2004, I knew buying a Datsuk jersey was a good investment. Looking at the roster now, I'm not sure who'll be around in five to ten years. Are there any safe bets? Zetterberg, he'll be around in five to ten years. <laughs> Cronwall. Cronwall. <laughs> the Kaiser. <laughs> Um, oh, Larkin. Yeah, Larkin's Larkin's will be around in five to ten years. I think that's the reason a lot of people are buying Larkin jerseys. Um, yeah. Not that like it's not just because he's super duper exciting mm-hmm. and fun and a good hockey boy, but yeah, he's like basically this bet. Yeah, I mean it, it shouldn't be too soon, but uh, we've seen some baffling baffling decisions so far. So who knows? If you want one, then buy one. Don't don't have to ask. If you want one, then buy one. Yeah, do whatever you want. No, see, I'm kind of on uh, I, I'm on Bert Tires level there. So I've been holding off and getting a new Red Wings jersey because I don't know. Like, I've wanted a Thomas Tatar jersey, but I have I, don't I bought one. He's going to be the Red with the Red Wings for another five years, and I basically don't want that investment gone. So, mm-hmm. well, I have a Tatar Stadium Series jersey, and he scored in that game. So even if, once he does leave the team, I can always remember. Yeah, that. That I wear it. I think that's defensible. Um, I would say go ahead and buy a Mantha jersey. I don't think he's getting picked up in the expansion draft. I don't think the team's getting rid of him. Um, Just wait till he changes his number next year. <laughs> yeah. No, you got to get the original because I'd love to have a Thomas Holmes from 15. Mm. Big text D304 <laughs> wants to know. He says, last podcast, it sounded like one of you guys was blowing across a Super Nintendo cartridge in order to get it to play properly. That's not a question. Uh, anyone want to fess up to that? And what game were you playing? Tecmo Bowl, Mega Man. If you weren't, then what game would you choose if you could? I Tecmo. It's not a Super Nintendo. Uh, no, nah, Super Mario yeah. Kart. If we're going Super Nintendo, is it? Su- I never had a Super Nintendo. I had the original yeah. Nintendo, but you still yeah. blew into the cartridges. Oh yeah. Uh, Super Mario Three is mm. the only game. Blades of Steel. I was playing uh, Zelda. I never played Zelda. I was playing Madden today. I'm like nice. five and zero with the Lions. Thomas cool. Tatar is posting his new haircut on Instagram. That's nice. <clears throat> Madden today sucks. It's possible, like it's impossible to win games two hundred and fifty-five to nothing. The crazy part, so Madden, right? 
the the voice the of the guy that does on? does like the pregame stuff and the the halftime stuff that we all just skip anyway. Larry Ridley, he was actually like my anchor for freelancing for like the last four months, which is weird. Mm-hmm. He's in the video game I play now. Cool. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> cool story. That was a cool story. <laughs> Uh, Jimmy Huffa's ghost wants to know what would happen if the wings wanted to just get rid of Shayan. I know they just resigned him in the off season because they sent him down to Grand Rapids. Yes. Presumably he would yeah. have to clear waivers. Yes, he would have to clear waivers. Yep. So what how would happen if the Red Wings just wanted to get rid of Riley Shayan? Then they'd get rid of him. Yeah. Then yeah. they'd put him on waivers. They would put him on waivers and he would get claimed immediately. Yep. Well, they'd they still get rid of him and if they want to get rid of him, then so be it. There would be easily 10 claims on him. And if you thought that the Red Wings fan base was fired up about and Martin Furk, uh, wait until Riley Shan disappears on waivers. And I know you'll get a lot of like, oh, well, you know, he didn't score. He sucks. Good, good riddance. It's for the best. But no, it's it's garbage asset management to to have that happen. Mm -hmm. So. Copper City Wing says the Joker throws a broken pool cue in the corner and announces tryouts for Red Wings Digger. Who do you want to take on? Answer from both a winnable matchup and riding above replacement rating perspective. And this is Happy Holidays. Kyle, so who are you going after with a broken pool cue? With a broken pool cue as a di- for a digger? Yeah. Brennan Savage. <laughs> you could take Savage? Yep. He seems pretty, I don't know, savage. He's short. Is he short? I've yes. Aren't you short? No, I'm six foot. No, you're not. Yes, yeah, I am. Not six foot. Okay. You're 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 five twelve. Okay. Yes. You tell me how tall <laughs> I fucking am. That's great. Well, I'm if I'm six foot and I'm taller than you, you're not six foot. Yeah. Well, you know what? Ifs and buts were candies and nuts, and we'd all have a merry fucking Christmas. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Okay, so you're going to fight Brendan Savage. Jeff, who are you taking on? Oh, Khan. Okay. No, no, no. no. Is is that just so you can yell Khan? I have a feeling. (laughs) I have because he still has me blocked on Twitter. (laughs) I have a feeling that you would go to fight Khan and he would just lay the most gruesome ass whipping on you because he just, like, knows karate or something. (laughs) I bet he's got a wicked spinning back kick, yeah. (laughs) He just comes out of nowhere and just knocks you out. Peter, ah uh, man, I don't know. Maybe Krupa. It would be fun. It would be fun. Uh, like I, I, I don't think I would win though because like during our battle, like he just tweeted me, and I would just be so baffled trying to figure out what he's trying to say. <laughs> I think he would get the jump on me. This is such a tough question for me because I wouldn't want to be a digger. <laughs> like I'm happy specifically not being a beat writer. Yeah. Uh, I might take on Colfan though. Colfan? He's like the most like he's like the most. Like, he's he's not because it's just easiest for me because obviously like he'd take a swing at me and miss three feet wide and accidentally tweet like just random capital letters. Uh, well, I, I might have I to realize... change my answer to Duff. Ooh. Oh yeah, Duff's a good answer. Someone's got to play defense. Someone's got to block shots. Yeah, Someone's gotta I got to penalties. I got to switch to Duff. Sorry. He is a blogger, though. Does that count? He's a beat writer still to me. Is but it sexist it, that none of us are going to say Helene? I'm not going to say that. <laughs> but it's I'm not comfortable saying that. She, she, 
She does. You know what? She, she soft blocked me once and then never she, again. So. I'll be. I'll say this much. She has not. Outside of the Thomas Tatar hate that she has, um, she hasn't really angered me as much as the others have as of late. I don't know. I'm kind of mad at Helene right now because essentially all of the, like the why has Sproul not played as has gone has gotten boiled down to Helene saying he was a minus three in the Pittsburgh game, as though that's like gospel from the organization. So I'm I'm annoyed with her because of that because there's a lot of people who are like I can't believe that that Sproul got scratched just because of the Pittsburgh game and it's like nobody in the organization has actually said that um, that's her fault but mm. still yeah I, I don't feel right about going yeah. Helene with a broken pool cue yeah or anybody really that's just not yeah. Humane. This is all hypothetical. We don't how, actually want to harm our beat writers. Right. How dare you, how dare you top city wing for yeah. for that? Yeah. <laughs> it's too bad nobody asked an FMK question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you know that's coming next week. I'm off next week. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to be on. <laughs> F. Tangrady, M. Tangrady, K. Uh, 100 ducks. Thank you. Next question. <laughs> Last question, actually. Out of the octopus. question. After seeing the third green goal against the Islanders get waved off because of Glenn Denning's interference, I started wondering whether if replay was in effect when he played, whether Homer would have made more, would have had more goals scored or more goals taken away. Do you think he was subject to more phantom interference calls or got away with more than that, that didn't get called? That's a good question. That's a good yeah. question. And you know what? I couldn't, I couldn't really say for sure because it's very hard to recall everything but it's a push i would say that it is if if it one is more than the other it has to be a pretty thin margin i would say i because i mean i'm leaning towards he's probably had more goals but i mean to say that he had more called off i don't think that's that's realistic yeah i think it'd be pretty close I miss him. I think with the reputation, he would have had slightly more called off than he would have had allowed, uh, agreeing that it would have been close. Like, because we had the replay rule when Carey Price jumped into, was it just an applicator and got the goal called off a couple years ago? Like, he jumped out of his crease to, like, go bump a Red Wings player, and that disallowed a goal. The ultimate Tomas Holmstrom disallowed goal that I can remember that, that always comes directly to my mind was against um, the Predators where Pecorine jumped out of his crease and initiated contact with, with Holmstrom outside of the blue paint, and they called that off. And I, was, I always thought, like, if they had replay there, that goal would have counted. But after seeing that, that Carey Price basically did this exact same thing and got, it, got a goal that had previously counted disallowed, I don't know. So... And I know that he got away with a bunch, too. I remember there's a specific one in the Dallas playoff series. In one game, he got one that was allowed that absolutely shouldn't have been. And in the very next game, uh, they basically made up for it by calling one off where he didn't touch the goaltender at all. So uh, I think that his reputation would have would have gotten more called off than, than allowed, but not by much. Yeah. And that is the end of reader questions. That's Woo. it. No more questions. That's so sad. Nothing good this week. 
Damn. <clears throat> well, there was one from Twitter that no, wants to know what's up with my or with Blashell. Oh, great question. <laughs> Did he? We told him we wouldn't answer it though, unless he put it in the mailbag. So he didn't put it in the mailbag. Uh, all right. Let's just—I don't know when we're going to record next, so I guess we'll just look ahead the next three games. All at home every other day: Columbus, Philly, Arizona. What? What are we thinking? Uh, at least three points. Two, two and one. JJ? Uh, we are going to lose to Columbus. We're going to beat Philly in overtime. And then we're going to beat Arizona by at least two goals. Cool. All right. I'm going to go with uh, one, one, and one. <laughs> cool. Any final hockey-related thoughts? Um... Tortorella sucks. All right. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, we'll go with that. All right. So for Peter and JJ and Kyle and Greg. I have a final hockey related. No, I'm kidding. I'm Jeff, <laughs> uh, this has been Winging It Motown Radio. We'll see you next time. Chris Ring. Russell is elite. I'm Winging It Motown. <laughs> Chris Ring. Russell is elite. Ring. 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 Ring.